an entitled Karen's son steals my Game Boy, all because he claims that he deserves it. First, some background information. My dad has a nice collection of vintage consoles from when he was in his 20s. Since he didn't use the consoles that much, he gave me a few of those consoles. I mostly used the Game Boy Color because I loved playing Pokemon Crystal on it. This story took place about a few years ago. I was at a Dave & Buster's, which is an arcade I love to visit still to this day. When I saw a little boy snatching those cards that Dave & Buster uses for games, and I didn't really do anything about it since it wasn't my business and karma would catch up with him soon enough. Once I was done playing with the Game Boy, I was about to get up so I could get my card to play some of the games. But I was quickly stopped by some entitled Karen. Excuse me, young man. Stop right there. I looked at her and said, uh, hi, how can I help you? Like every Karen known in existence, she used her classic let me see your manager voice. She says, yes, you can help me. Give my son your game guy toy thing you have. I was kind of shocked when she said this, so all I could say was, excuse me? She looked at me and said, you heard me, young man. Give my son the game guy. At this point, I realized she was talking about my Game Boy. I said to her, uh, and why should I do that? She said, well, my son has behaved for the last month, and I'm trying to find the perfect gift for him. The fact that she was calling it a game guy annoyed me beyond belief. So I said, sorry, ma'am, but I'm not just giving my Game Boy away. Oh, all right. How about 40? I didn't know what she meant, so I asked, uh, what do you mean by 40? She then says, $40 for your Game Guy. How is this so hard to understand? I look at her and say, lady, a Game Boy costs a little over $100. And even if it did cost $40, I'm not selling it to you. The Karen went back to her kid and started talking to him. I just ignored it, put my Game Boy in my back pocket, and went to go get my card. I got it without any issues. So I went over to play a game. And while I was playing, I felt a bit of shuffling in my back pocket and heard small footsteps walking away from me. Can you guess what happened? I think you can. My Game Boy was gone. I instantly knew who was responsible for this. I don't get mad easily, but since the Game Boy was my dad's original one, I was furious. Especially since it has my Pokemon game still in the Game Boy. I stormed over to the Karen, who was walking out of the arcade with her son. I shouted for the lady, and this entitled Karen looked shocked, because I found out my Game Boy was missing. How dumb do you have to be to not notice a whole console going missing from your pocket? She says, Ugh, it's you. What do you want? I say quite plainly, your little spawn of Satan just stole my Game Boy. How dare you say that about my little angel? I demanded her to give it back to me right now, but she says, no, he deserves this. I try to take it back from the kid, but the Karen intervened and slapped me hard. I was completely in shock. I could not believe that that just happened. I looked at her and asked her what was wrong with her and why on earth she would do that when I'm just trying to get my console back. She said, well, too bad. Your game guy is ours now. I said, are you kidding me right now? That was my dad's Game Boy. She says, so what? It's old and junky. He wouldn't care anyways. For your information, my dad loved to play on his Game Boy, and I'm pretty sure my dad would be flaming mad about this. I tried one last time to get the Game Boy away from this little demon child, and I actually got it, but only because this demon child's hands were very greasy. This entitled Karen then starts screaming at me, saying, How dare you take that from him? I will be calling the police. I just ignore them, hop on my bike, and head home. And if you thought that was it, well, you were terribly wrong. About an hour after I got home, I heard a knock on my door 
door. And lo and behold, an officer was standing at my doorstep. And guess who was behind her? This entitled Karen and her demon child. The officer asked me if I had stolen an item, and it took tons of convincing for the officer to let me go. I had to show him my five-year-old receipt for Pokemon Crystal. Once that was dealt with, the entitled Karen bothered me for a few days, but eventually gave up later. I still can't get over the fact that she called a Game Boy a Game Guy. Overall, I'm happy I got my Game Boy back, and I will hopefully never have to deal with that entitled Karen ever again. How terrible of a parent do you have to be to not only let your son steal something in plain sight, but also to then defend this child for taking this out of someone else's back pocket? The level of entitlement that goes into that is just absolutely ridiculous. As someone who played with a Game Boy back in the day, I would be incredibly upset if someone stole that from me. That has some serious sentimental value, and there's no way I would just let that go easily. So I don't blame this original poster for doing what it takes to get that console back. Because Karens like this, who actively try and steal from other people, are probably some of the worst human beings you will ever deal with. My friend borrowed money from me a few months ago, and despite being asked several times, he has refused to pay me back. My friend borrowed money from me a few months ago when he had nothing. I even let him stay in our house because they really had nothing at the time. We were friends for four years now. We used to go together at different sidelines such as photo shoots. When he was almost getting out of his loan from other people, I told him he could pay me later because I still did not need the money. I advised him to invest in equipment first before doing anything because he recently sold his camera in order to pay the loans and buy another money earning equipment. I was expecting that he would not pull off some grand show of buying expensive parts, but he still did instead of buying entry level parts and then paying me. He then went through with his stupid decisions and proceeded on buying something that he did not need, such as a gaming mouse, a second monitor, weapon skins on a game, and high quality speakers. I was disappointed, but I did not pay much attention because I thought he would pay me in time. So I gave him a deadline, which is a month away, because I will need the money before July. Now that the deadline is over, he then blabbered on about how he was rejected by this girl or how they had no money again and went on telling me his personal problems instead of paying me. I got angry and then he pulled off his habit of ignoring the messages of someone he doesn't want to interact with, which by the way is a typical scammer move. I feel like he was stepping on me and telling himself, oh it's just my friend's money, I'll pay him next time. I really needed the money and I feel bad for cutting ties with him. I also heard that he can't pay his electric bills and still owes money to other people, some amounts being far greater than mine. What should I do? You should never give this person money ever again. They clearly took completely advantage of you. You learned a valuable lesson to not give money to a leech. And that's honestly all this guy was. He was a leech on your wallet. And you do not need that in your life. To be honest, you're probably never going to see that money again. And I personally do not blame you for wanting to try and cut him out of your life. I mean, this is a huge breach of trust. You were there for that friend when they needed someone to talk to. And unfortunately, it looks like they played you really badly and got money out of you and then said, see ya. So hopefully you learned a valuable lesson from this and hopefully next time someone asks you for money, you think twice and make sure it's somebody who's actually going to pay you back. Today I messed up by being brutally honest with my girlfriend and causing my relationship to end. Let me start off by saying my girlfriend has major social anxiety problems and has met a lot of bad people in her life. She has had terrible exes and terrible friends. Before our relationship, we had been friends for several years. At some point, we liked each other and started dating. It was fine at first, but then she started to show me her insecure side. And by the way, she is extremely insecure. I promised her I would never 
leave her and always be by her side. However, in yesterday's argument, I ask her if she feels the same way about me, and she responds to me by saying, If there's a better person out there, then I'll go with them. Until that, it's you. To say I was shocked would be an understatement. I was completely taken aback by that. I questioned her heavily, and her response was, Well, I know for a fact you'd do the same. I assured her that I wouldn't do that, but she wouldn't change her stance. Then the argument kept getting worse and worse, and she ended up bringing up stuff from the past, calling me a liar as well as dishonest, implying that I was a disloyal person. She then proceeded to break up with me on her own accord and act childish when I tried to repair the situation. After this, I kept texting her to calm her down and think about this, but she blocked me on everything. She then unblocked me an hour later and started talking again. She asked me to tell her the truth about everything. So I did. So I went ahead and confessed something that normally you would think wouldn't be a big deal. I admitted that I found a certain celebrity attractive a long time ago and no more. She then got super upset and heartbroken at this fact and kept crying and crying. She said that since I liked this celebrity a long time ago, while I still liked her, that I was not loyal. She claimed that I would leave her if some attractive girl came up to me and asked me out. I responded to this by saying that this will never be the case and that I love her unconditionally. She then said she was going to pass out and eventually did and went to sleep. I was desperate and frantic trying to fix the situation after that and texted her saying I'm sorry and explained how much I love her. And I said this just about every hour after she fell asleep. She woke up really early in the morning and simply replied with the letter K and has fallen asleep again. I'm honestly at a loss and I don't know how to fix this relationship. What should I do? I'm going to be honest. Your girlfriend sounds absolutely unhinged and there is no way in the world I would put up with that for a second. Here's the thing with having a celebrity crush. It's not a real crush. That person will never meet you ever. So in my opinion, if you get upset over your significant other mentioning that a celebrity is attractive, then the problem's with you. They are literally commenting on someone that is unobtainable. They will never get with that person. And I personally think it's absolutely insane to try and extrapolate this type of confession about a celebrity as some kind of proof that your significant other is going to cheat on you. Because that's just not the case and it's just crazy. It sounds like you're trying to do everything to keep this relationship together, but in all honesty, I think you're going to be a lot better off without this lady. Because she's using her own social anxiety as well as her own insecurities to try and manipulate you. And genuinely, I think you can do a lot better than this. A girl I'm interested in dating keeps canceling our dates due to anxiety. What should I do? I met Sarah online and we clicked right away. Sarah is not her real name. We have a ton in common and we're both interested in each other. We went on a first date that went really well and she said she would be interested in a second date. But it's been a month and we've yet to go on that second date. Three times now we've planned a date and she has backed out anywhere from a few hours to a day before. Two times there were somewhat understandable excuses. But most recently she backed out without an excuse. When I asked if she simply was no longer interested, she reassured me that she was still interested. She said she was just overwhelmed due to some recent bad news and she said her anxiety was getting the best of her. I have anxiety too, so I do understand the desire to cancel plans at times. But I'm also getting frustrated and feeling rejected. I have to initiate all of our text conversations and all of our plans. I even asked if she wanted me to stop asking her on dates and she said no. She confirmed that she is still interested, but I'm feeling very conflicted. I know some will say I should just cut my losses and run, but I'm hesitant to let go of an otherwise great match. Does anyone have any advice for dating someone with this level of anxiety? Is there anything 
I can do to help her feel comfortable enough to actually follow through on our plans for a date? What should I do? I can totally understand where this original poster is coming from. You obviously found somebody who you really connect with and you really like, but Sarah keeps canceling and you don't want Sarah to cancel her plans. So now you're trying to figure out some kind of plan of like, hey, what do I do? How do I get her back on a date? I want to get to know her and spend time with her if she's willing. And from what she's saying, she says that she's willing, but her anxiety is just getting the best of her, which is understandable to an extent. But honestly, after a while, that's just going to hinder any future relationship. I know personally, I would be pretty frustrated after the third time of trying to go out on a date with this girl, only for her to cancel for the third time in a row. It is definitely disheartening to see that happen, and you never want that. So if it was me, I might have already moved on by this point, but it sounds like this guy wants to give it a try. So maybe you could just leave things up to her and see what happens. If she's in a good place and she feels like she has a good handle on her anxiety, maybe then she could reach out to you and try and get things going for another date. In the meantime, I don't think you should just wait around and see if she ever wants to come on a date with you again. Maybe look around and find someone else to go on a date with. But maybe just leave the ball in her court and see what happens. Either she's going to come around and say, hey, yes, I want to date you. So let's give this another try for the fourth time. Or she's never going to call you back and that is honestly the best answer you would ever want. At that point, you'll know for a fact she's not interested in you and she was just being nice because of her anxiety. So hopefully you get that second date and hopefully she doesn't cancel again for the fourth time. Today I messed up by showing my daughter the movie Coraline without knowing what the plot is and I think I may have traumatized her. This happened this weekend. My husband and I get to share credit on this one. We have a five-year-old daughter and we are always looking for movies we can enjoy watching with her. It's not easy to find something both tolerable for adults and engaging for kindergartners. We'll show her movies that we liked as kids as well as some newer things. I always loved Tim Burton movies and she really liked Nightmare Before Christmas. So when I saw a copy of Coraline at a yard sale, we thought it might be another one we could enjoy together. I'm not sure how familiar people are with these movies, but appearances are deceiving. Nightmare Before Christmas is an animated film about Halloween characters that try to take over Christmas celebrations. It's a PG movie and all the characters look scary, but are actually really nice. Coraline is a PG movie and the animation seemed really appealing. I got the sense from the cover that it was another movie with similar vibes to Nightmare Before Christmas, and I thought she might like it too. But oh man, I was wrong. It starts off okay with a young girl moving to a new apartment in an old house. Her parents are busy working and the neighbors are odd. She gets this doll with button eyes that looks like her and finds a secret door in the apartment. Next thing you know, she goes through the door and finds a parallel world. It's like hers, only better, and the people all have dolls with button eyes. It seems great, but it turns out that the other mother is an evil witch who traps children in her dimension. She convinces them to swap their eyes for buttons and then they can't leave. Once she traps them, she eats their souls. It was intense. Coraline tries to escape, but the other mother steals her parents. She has to try and get them back and find the eyes of the ghost children so they can be free. So, as you can guess, my daughter watched this and freaked out. At first she was saying she was scared and I tried to encourage her to keep watching. I did this a few times and told her that it's okay just to keep watching. I found that sometimes seeing the conclusion of something scary is better because it gives resolution to the fear. But not this one. We were halfway through and I'm genuinely feeling disturbed with the plot. I finally pull out my phone and read the full plot summary and realize that it's only going to get worse. I tell my husband that we absolutely messed up and we better shut it down now. My daughter starts having an anxiety attack and we turn it off and switch to something funny and familiar. Since then, she's had all sorts of nightmares about this movie and it's been relentless. We can only hope that we didn't mess up our kid by accident and try and 
look more into these movies in the future so we don't have a repeat of what just happened. That movie that's being described, by the way, is actually really scary. It is not meant for kids in the slightest, so yeah, I can completely understand how your daughter would be super scared of this. I remember seeing that movie for the first time and I was absolutely creeped out. And I don't get creeped out by movies, but that one messed with me a little bit. So yeah, you definitely want to make sure you get the right movie for your kids, because otherwise they might just be scarred for life. And that would not be good. Would you break up with your boyfriend because of their friends? I'm a 25-year-old female and I've been dating my boyfriend who's 33 years old for a few months now. We met at work, but we don't work for the same company. I'm a consultant that was based at his site for a few months. Due to lockdown and the intensity of the project, I ended up becoming friends with him as well as a few others from that site. They invited me to all of their work parties and even a going away weekend. Here's where the problems come in. I find his friends really disrespectful. One of his friends made fun of my hair and my boyfriend didn't even say anything. He claims that he didn't hear it and maybe he didn't. But his other friends, who are all in their 30s and 40s, have been alluding to our relationship for months. We do keep our relationship private because it hasn't been so long. His female friends ask if I'm just a friend with benefits and the guys actually giggle when they see me. I get messages from his friends on social media saying that he's such a great guy and pushes us to be together. But it's not done in a caring way, although my boyfriend thinks it is. When we all hung out last year, they met some of my friends and his friends decided to invite my friends to a party, but not myself. He said it was just because they knew each other and he didn't say much on it. My friends actually never talked to them and they never got invited to these parties and they only started talking to my friends more when they knew we were hanging out. When I used to turn up to parties, they would rarely talk to me and direct everything about me to my boyfriend. I think they're being very rude and they're acting like high school students. Now I have nothing to do with them, but I hear about them constantly talking about me and them alluding to some personal aspects of my relationship with my boyfriend that just makes me uncomfortable. I believe my boyfriend is being too passive with their behavior. He knows how uncomfortable they make me and when he had a party Friday night, he texted me offering to leave when they showed up. However, I think I've lost care. If people he associates with are saying these things after five months and he still couldn't shut it down even after I've told him to do it multiple times. I'm honestly at a loss and I'm not sure if this is the right move or not. If your boyfriend's friends are making really inappropriate jokes or comments about you, especially if those comments are in front of your boyfriend who is hearing it all go down, then there is no reason your boyfriend can't pull them aside and be like, hey, you're making my girlfriend uncomfortable. You need to stop. It's as simple as that. And if they really are friends, then they will understand and back off. Otherwise, this is just straight up creepy and incredibly inappropriate. So from my perspective, I don't blame this lady for saying, hey, I think I'm done because the boyfriend's being super passive and not being active in protecting his girlfriend. And in my eyes, that's more than enough reason for her to say, no thanks, I think I'm going to look elsewhere. But what do you think? What would you do if you were in this situation? Leave a comment down below. We would love to hear it. Today, I messed up by taking my brother grocery shopping with a blank check. My brother works at a restaurant and has been eating their food for 10 years now. It has made him a bit chunky, as he would put it. He's trying to lose weight, has lots of college debt, and is still depressed about our parents dying early. So I thought I'd help him out. On a personal note, I'm very frugal and make less than him, but he's all I've got left in this world. He's a great kid who has never said a bad word about anybody. So I took him grocery shopping for healthy food for once. He mostly got a bunch of frozen and canned stuff to store for later because this wouldn't be a regular thing, as well as lots of fruit, veggies, deli meat, but for the first time probably in a while, no junk food. The total comes out to $104. On the side, I'm thinking, geez, 
save some for me. On the outside, I'm chill like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. I think you know where I'm going with this. My stomach is rumbling. My breakfast is a handful of peanuts. My lunch is almost my dinner, which was a sandwich from a restaurant. And today was supposed to be payday. But the manager is out and I don't have direct deposit. So I went hungry so that my brother could eat healthier, even though my paycheck is delayed. Honestly, you sound like a really good sibling. And I think you've earned the right to share whatever you just bought. It shows a lot of character that you would go hungry so that your brother could go and get some healthy food for once. Which is a big thing. You want to be able to eat healthy and feel good about yourself, which is totally understandable. It sucks that you don't have direct deposit set up, which in my opinion, buddy, you need to set up direct deposit like yesterday. Direct deposit is like your best friend. That way you don't have to go to a bank or have to get anything filled out. You don't have to wait in a line to get your money. It's already in your account before you even get home. But other than that, this is a really sweet story and I'm really happy that you have such a good bond with your family members where you are willing to go hungry so they can get some good food. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.